0: Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai, saying, Go at once to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah set out to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid his fare and went on board to go with them to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. Too many times in my life I've known where I'm supposed to go. I just don't want to go there. Like Jonah, God's call at those moments is clear. And like Jonah, my response is a resounding, hell no, I ain't doing that. I run the other way. I stay silent. I sit on my butt and I wait for others to do the work. I tremble in my fears and succumb to the rationalizations and lies I tell myself about how everything will be all right. Especially when racism, white supremacy, and all of their associated violence are concerned. What is keeping me in the belly of a whale when I should be marching to Nineveh? What is keeping us, the church, silent when we should be speaking God's truth? The Lord has told the church, especially us white members of the church, to speak God's truth in love to those in the grip of the systemic sin of white supremacy. But like Jonah, we don't want to go there. We struggle with upsetting white comfort. We struggle submitting to black power over and over again. We center whiteness in our church, our communities, our stories. We ignore or rewrite our history, and we succumb to our fears. The Lord has told us where to go and what to say. It's time for us to step out onto the road to Nineveh. This season on Racial Heresy, we confront the barriers, excuses, and reasons, both mine and the church's, unpacking what is keeping us out of Nineveh and how we all might transform our inner Jonah into a racial heretic.
1: And as we assume that this is just diving in, right? That's what leads to, that's what leads to a, 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 a priest um, saying that he needs to hear from me first about how I hurt him, how he hurt me, I should say. He needs to hear from me first how he hurt me before he can apologize. Mm -hmm. He can say that he hears the hurt. He hears the hurt that I express to him. But he can't just hear the hurt and apologize for the hurt. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I hurt you. If I hurt you, if I care about you, at least this is how I interpret the gospel. If I care about you, it doesn't matter how I hurt you. Mm hmm. I hurt you. I'm sorry for hurting you. Now, right. how did I hurt you? Because I don't want to hurt you again. But first and foremost, I'm sorry for hurting you. I don't mm-hmm. need to know how I hurt you to apologize for hurting you.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. I know I love you. and I would never want to hurt you. So the minute you tell me I hurt you, man, I'm sorry I hurt you. I, I, I didn't mean to hurt you. What did I do? Right.
0: Almost like th- this sort of default that... Um... The default stance is that I I don't hurt people. I haven't hurt you. I my uh, default assumption is to believe my um believe my own narrative that I that I'm not a hurtful person that I haven't hurt you that that I haven't done anything to try and hurt anybody. So I'm going to believe myself and I'm going to believe me over believing you when you say you've hurt I I've hurt you.
1: Right. Hmm. And 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 also Maybe even the reality, and this is what's all wrapped up in Black Lives Matter, right? Reality of black bodies can't feel pain.
0: Mm.
1: You know, black brutes, they don't feel pain. They're made for work. Right. They're made for pain. They're made for struggle. That's why they were able to endure endure slavery and so on and so forth. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So they don't feel pain. And so a black man can be angry because that's not really a pain. That's not really a Mm, feeling. mm. That's a secondary emotion. Right. Well, we acknowledge that as a secondary emotion in, in the psychological sense as it applies to whiteness. But because black folks can't feel pain, we never acknowledge that there's pain anywhere. Right. You know? And so first and foremost, society has to say, white society has to say, do I think that this is pain?
0: Mm -hmm. I have to justify it based on my my understandings and my my proof and and my standards. Right. Yeah.
1: And if it meets my standards for what I would feel is pain, that's why the other priest could take my seat at the racial the, the, the racial reconciliation event.
0: It wasn't a big deal. To him. Right.
1: And even when I said to him, how do you get to determine what's a big deal for me? It didn't register for him. No, because it's objective.
0: Is, like our standards are objective standards, right? Like right. it's not a big deal because that's an objective standard based on, on whiteness and white society and everything that's, yeah. Exactly. Hmm. Well, and I can, so, hmm?
1: so when you ask that question about you know, the struggles of hearing black voices. Why why is it that a white voice could say something that a black voice has been saying something been saying for years? It's 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 because, you know, blacks can't have blacks can't have thoughts, blacks can't have pain, blacks can't have, you know, we don't overtly consciously think that, but because that narrative has been in the undergirding of American society for generations. We don't
0: have to consciously think that. Right, but that that's, hey, and I, I wanna go, I wanna go uh, the, the next layer down, right? Cause that's the, ha- having recognized that, having that been revealed to me, right? Having finally heard Serena Williams talk about the way black women mothers are being treated in hospitals and why they're, you know, ha- having finally something, however it did, it got through I feel like I'm stepping into um stepping into all of these stereotypes and reinforcing them by by being a voice when when we should have could have and and do need to now be listening to black voices and black and putting ourselves under black authority and doing all of those things and instead of instead of exploding those those racist systems I'm stepping right into them and perpetuating them. Yeah, you know,
1: I was thinking about something in that in that context um, earlier today. As I prepare for, you know, I'm going down to Palm Bay to do a presentation for um, Black History Month on Beloved Community. Uh, they're kind of searching for... You know, it's a great congregation, God. Um, probably the only congregation in the, in the diocese that still wants me to come. Right.
0: <laughs> I guess that's what makes it a great
1: congregation. That's what makes it great, right? yep. Mm-hmm. They love on me, you know? Um, but, you know, and the reason, beyond the fact that they love on me, you know, it, it is part of that, but beyond the fact that they love on me, they're this g- genuinely diverse congregation. Um, all that to say, I was thinking about that similar question in that same paradigm like you know what what do we do you know what next you know like how do we live into this space without cultural appropriation without looking disrespectful without this that and the third and the thing that I could think of is how do you embrace your own story in response to the realization of what you didn't realize
0: mm-hmm.
1: so we say that white supremacy is this sin that that exists. And we, in whatever various ways, we don't want to acknowledge its existence or we deny its existence or we say that it exists. Like you said, it exists over there, but not
0: here. You know right, what I mean? Right.
1: But how do you respond to and with, and how do you engage with, react to the the, the white supremacy that that you realize, like when mm-hmm. you realize it? So you've realized it. You, you. I'm pointing to you, directly to you, mm-hmm. not the not not the general you. Yes, the general you, but but the you case, Rami, you have realized some things. Mm-hmm. Some of those things have caused some visceral reactions. You know, like man, I can't believe that. I don't, and 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 some of them were denial, and some of them I imagine were. but ultimately, piece by piece, and still struggling with them. To get to the point of rejection,
0: mm-hmm.
1: repenting of them,
0: right?
1: You know. So how are you modeling that for your congregations? You know, for 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 the faithful, mm-hmm. when you when you like lead them into that space of. You're gonna realize some shit about yourself, but it's okay. Mm. You know, it's gonna it's gonna be awful you going to want to throw up. You're going to look at yourself in the mirror and say, This ain't you. Mm-hmm. You're going to have that sort of reaction because I had that sort of reaction. Or even if you don't share that you had that sort of reaction, but you can, because you know it, you can guide them through that sort of reaction that you got to go through it and you're going to come out on the other side better for it. Thanks be to God.
0: Yes. All right, so so I hear the um you know authentically sharing from from where I am being very clear about um you, you my own story and using my story uh to help guide bridge bring other people along. Um I <clears throat> Man, I still, mm, still just, I mean, struggling with the, with the paradigm, I guess, with the framework, with, um, you know, I can, I can bring black voices to, um, to formation, to preaching, you know, I can, I can share all of this. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just grief, not just, maybe it's the, um, it's like dealing with the effects of the sin right now um, you know, and grieving that. Like, I know the system shouldn't be the way it is. And I somehow still have to live in the world, but not quite of the world. But even in the church, right? Like, I still have to live in the church, but not of the church? In the world, but not of the world?
1: When, 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 when we were ordained, brother... Mm -hmm. We were ordained priests in Christ, one holy, catholic, and apostolic church. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: We weren't ordained priests in the Episcopal Church. We weren't ordained priests in the Catholic, in the Orthodox, in the Presbyterian, in the whatever you want to call it.
0: White church, black church.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. We were ordained priests in Christ, one holy, catholic, and apostolic church. That's what we submit to. So if we're in the church, we're in the church, and we are of the church, mm-hmm. and we are of the church, and we recognize that those who don't act like the church ain't of the church. They pretended to be church.
0: hmm mm-hmm. And so do, do we... And how do we, how do I, right? How, how do all of those leaders out there that we're trying to, to talk with and be a part of and engage with, right? How do we live with, lead part of a church that isn't acting like the church? Because it's centering white stories above all else.
1: I would say by doing it ourselves, by, by, by modeling the way. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, that's why, that's why, for instance, as we talk
1: about, um, you know, church enrichment, it wouldn't be good for me to be the the director there. I can't model the way for them. I can't model what it's like to be a white person living into and wrestling with the realities of white supremacy and still holding on to my faith in God. I can't present an example of what that looks like. I can tell them what needs to be done as a black man I can never model for them what needs to be done as white people. I can't. And they'll never re- and because I can't, they'll never respect me as such. They'll never follow my lead. Mm-hmm. Cuz I don't know what it's like to be a white man. And you know what? I even have the benefit and the help of being from the Virgin Islands and being a person of privilege from the Virgin Islands and the son of the Attorney General and the U.S. Marshal and you know, blah, 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 blah. and so I know what it's like to have privilege and lose privilege. So, yeah, but you in St. Paul, but they'll never regard the Virgin Islands as being the same. You know, if I say, "Oh, well, I was the son of an attorney general," I know what it's like to give up
0: privilege. I mean, look how I'm living now; it's not, you know. <laughs> and so, are we? But are we feeding into? Are we feeding into and perpetuating a system by continuing to give them white leaders and white voices to to for me give them like I'm not for me to continue <laughs> staying in that role when they're over here saying. You know, this the is all the we'll problem is. Take. We have
1: unrepentant white voices. We have mm-hmm. we have white voices who believe that they're woke when they're inherently racist. We don't have no repentant white voices. Mm-hmm. We can't name. Maybe I'm maybe I'm missing somebody. I've seen people that had you know, good statements, stuff that I'm like, oh, that's nice to hear. Even people that I wanted to write to and say, oh, thanks for that word, because it sounded good. It was good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But can you think of, and maybe listeners would be able to to think and note and correct us and hopefully correct us, because it's a travesty if this is true. Can you think of any staunch white voices with power and authority in the church that are unequivocal about the sin of white supremacy and the havoc that it's still wreaking in, in the society, in the church, anywhere.
0: I, I'm not unequivocal about the sin of white supremacy, but like I'm not always out there, you know. That's what I'm
1: saying. Can you, yeah. can you, can, can you name, can you, we don't have any repentant white voices.
0: Mm.
1: So when you talk about how can white voices, you know, like, you, you are you perpetuating a system? If it's an unrepentant right white voice, then yeah, re- perpetuating the system. The reality is, this is a white church. We see that even when you got a black presiding bishop, it's still white power.
0: Mm-hmm. We saw that
1: with Obama; You had a black president, it's still white power. So at the end of the day, it's gonna take white power to repent.
0: Mm.
1: So will we have repentant white voices that are that are leading the way and proclaiming the way of repentance for white supremacy? I mean if we're saying that white supremacy is America's original sin.
0: Yeah. Can we
1: when can we point? What what period can we point to where the clarion call of the white church has been? We gotta repent of America's original sin. Like when has that been? Not not just some statements and come out and march. But no 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 no. I mean, right. if you look at on, on on I was just looking up on the Episcopal Church site about about integration, segregation, and whatnot, and it talked about it was. In the convention in 55, when the bishops urged people to affirm Brown versus board of, Integr- of, 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 of board of Education,
0: yeah,
1: the church wasn't leading the way in desegregation. The church wasn't championing the call of desegregation and integration. The state had already decided this is the law of the land, and the church was like, okay, let's try to get our people on board.
0: Right. Right.
1: So the church has never been repentant of white supremacy Mm -hmm. and has never led the nation in white America in repenting for the sin of white supremacy. And no, you may not have had a hand in building it, but it was built for you. Right. It was a gift bequeathed to you. So whether you built it or not, whether you own slaves or not, it was still a gift bequeathed to you. So whether you came to this country recently or not, it was still a gift. That's how great a gift white supremacy is that it passes on its blessings to whites who come over here today.
0: So so taking taking Steps into going into white systems, going into places where as sinful as it is the the only voice that's going to be heard the only the only place that that someone will pay attention to is from a white face or a white place or a white space or a white voice and and bringing
1: that's that's true, but not that no that's true that but not that if white supremacy is sin. White whites have a responsibility of repenting of it. Mm-hmm. Blacks gotta repent of it too, because there's black mm-hmm. folks that that have embraced white supremacy. There's black white supremacists.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah. But it's not a, it's it's white supremacy affects me. It's my problem because it affects me. It's not my problem to repent of. Mm-hmm. I got struggle with how to forgive white folks and how to forgive white society daily how to remain in relationship with white folks for all the crazy crap that that white folks do. Mm -hmm. I don't have to repent for white white folks' wrongs. Mm -hmm. I got to learn to forgive. I got to wrestle with forgiving. White folks got to wrestle with repenting of it, with extricating it from society, with extricating it first from their hearts. They can't... And it's funny, again, back to this book, right? He was talking about how we realized in all the marching and the legislation that that wasn't the problem. The problem was the soul of white America. Mm. We could change all the laws and the laws didn't matter because as soon as you change the law, the wicked white supremacist soul found another way to do what it needed to do to to maintain the status quo. Mm
0: -hmm. And speaking to that soul and speaking and dealing with my problem and our problem is our responsibility and so stepping into and leading in those spaces and and working on on white supremacy as as sin and as an issue and as something that needs to be extricated from our church is our is my work it's my it's my problem it's my work it's my sin it's my system and so i need to be part of living in a community of people who are working to end that who are working to undo it who are working uh to 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 extricate it as you say from our hearts and souls and bodies and systems and churches right Um, and we need to do that in in partnership and in listening too um but that doesn't mean that that i step away and i i hire some black man to come in and clean up my mess after me (laughs) you know yeah you
1: know it's like thanks be to God, right, you can have relationship with black folks who might be willing to share where you have gone astray.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Personally and um, communally. right? You know? But that's the thanks be to God. Like, if you meet a black person that, that wants to share, or brown person or a red person or a yellow person or whatever person that wants to share how personally or corporately white supremacy has harmed them and degraded their humanity then count as a blessing from god and give thanks and pay them and hear that and then and then repent Mm -hmm. you know i mean i don't understand what's the fear of christian people for repenting i mean what could go wrong if you repent even if you repent for something that you didn't do what could go wrong for repenting
0: what's the worst case scenario here yeah there's almost a there's almost a, a loop um in this fear of centering white stories that that I feel like i've I've centered my own fear i've centered white fear back into the system you know like okay well i'm i'm afraid to that so we need to talk about my fear about about centering white stories. As opposed to getting in and digging in and doing and doing the work,
1: and that's the thing. Like, how do we get past that, right? And realize about, like, we're not gonna get there unless we get there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm trying to think of a, of a better way to say that, right? Like, <laughs> I sound like Yogi Berra. Now, people should know I love baseball, oh. uh, but you're not you're not gonna get there until you get there, right? And you got to step. We got to step foot in the water in order to get there.
0: Well, pretending. I mean, sitting here pretending like, like, reality or the system or the church isn't the way that it is doesn't help anybody. All right. But we think it does. We we right.
1: we, we 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 live our faith like it does.
0: Yeah. As opposed to facing the realities um, and and knowing that Christ here with us, never abandoning us, always. Always journeying, always calling, always loving, always there. So yeah, we can face what the reality is, repent of that reality, and, and work towards a better reality in partnership and in in community, in unity, in oneness. Um, while see, while we're doing that, the hard right work.
1: there, that right there is a message that white power has to give to white power. Mm-hmm. Because me telling white power, you know, that black folks have been, always been telling white power, it's gonna be okay. Right. You know, there's, you know there's, there's been two types of black folks telling white folks it's going to be okay. You got the one type telling white folks it's going to be okay. You can go ahead and say, nigga it's okay. We don't mind. You know, you can go out ahead and wear blackface and dress in clan hoods. We don't mind. You're going to see those soon. But there's the other sector of black folks that's been saying, no, 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 wicked is wicked. And you can repent. It's going to be okay. Hmm. You know, there's that sector of black folks too that when you repent, hey. But till you repent, nah.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's Christian love, right?
0: Amen.